Poppy, what's going on, brother? What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. We made it through the weekend. We're alive. Indeed. How was your weekend? Weekend wasn't too bad. Uh, it was a lot of driving. Um, that's for sure. But um, it is what it is. Steph had a wedding in Gambrels, which I mentioned Friday. Yeah. Um, I kept joking to calling it gerbil. I, I can rock with that. I can get behind that movement. Um, and then she had a, another wedding she was doing in um, Arlington. Damn. Yeah. So that was like an hour and a half drive. I guess from her house, it's probably not too bad. Oh, uh, we left from here. Oh. But even so, like, if you think about it, it's really not that bad either. Yeah, an hour and a half isn't too bad. That's about like anything after an hour and a half, I start getting Nancy. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, I mean the the way that I see it is like, of course, like my girlfriend has the capabilities of driving herself. Because sure. I feel like every time I talk about this, like it, it's always I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. She definitely has the capabilities capabilities to drive herself. She does have her driver's license. Yeah, has a driver's license. Has a nicer car than I do. Um, but. Like I, like, I, like I just said, the Arlington thing. That's an hour and a half drive. One way. Not to mention, she's, she's got to do five heads and then another hour and a half drive. So it's either so it's either I just sit around and bullshit and wait for her. Yeah. Or I just hang back at my crib or her house and lose half the fucking day when I already don't get enough time with her to begin with. So... Might to some might some that hear this might question why am I always going with her to go to the weddings? Well, that's why. Just want to spend a little extra time with her. Want to spend a little extra time with her? Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. We had a uh, one-year-old's birthday party this weekend. Those are interesting. They're basically just a gathering for the adults. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much just an excuse for adults to get together and drink while babysitting. Pretty much. I'm not drinking this year, and right. uh, still going strong with that. Still yeah. doing all right. Uh, Reno walked in. He goes, uh, he's like, there was a beer set on the counter, like next to where I was standing. He goes, are you are you breaking? I was like, no. I was like, and if I was, it's not on a beer that I don't even know of. I had never, I had never heard of it. Like the brand that it was. Yeah, mm. couldn't I couldn't repeat it if if I tried. But it was like a light beer. No. Oh. Gotcha. Never heard of it. I was like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna break not drinking this year, it's not gonna be on this. Sure. <laughs> no, I feel you. Um, but no, we uh, it was fun. You know, it was, it was fun getting uh, getting together with everybody. Mm. Um, I know I did miss the uh, the party at at Timber's house. Yeah, I was gonna say that Saturday. I think was the most I've drank in a while. But like, even so, like, like I was. I was fine. I ended up, I ended up driving home at the end of the night. Yeah. So the thing was is um from where we live in Hanover, it was about an hour and 20 minute drive to the party. Hmm. Then for us by the time we left, it would have been another hour and 45 minutes to get to Timbers. And we left probably closer to 6 6:30. Then, you know, to go over to Timbers and then it's a 45 minute drive home from there. So it was just, it was just too much driving. We were like, ah, dude, we just, 
we can't we can't we can't do all that it's a lot no, so I, I drive I, I definitely get it I mean I literally just talked about driving all over the place right you I was just like ah you know what I just for once do not want to drive all over God's creation right like this uh, like this weekend Steph has another has a wedding outside Richmond so she does so she she, she gets her own gigs and she works for a company that uh, books the weddings for her. Nice. So this is a because they'll book weddings within a certain range of like D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Delaware. I don't know about Delaware too too much, but that's but even from her house, that's not too far. Cause she's in like we went to Christiana Mall to go do holiday shopping, and that was like an hour drive from her house. It's not hateful. No, no, not at all. So, um. So yeah, it's nice because she doesn't have to do all the work herself, but to travel around for, because there's the studio they operate out of, that's in Ellicott City. Okay. So whenever she's like, whenever she meets with clients for the first time to see what they want to do and do, and they do like a like a trial run, mm. she has to drive to Ellicott City, which is like an hour drive from her house. Whew. Right. So it's a lot of driving, but then again, at the same time, um. This is her first year really going like head first into it. She was doing it like on the side a little bit, but now she's really turning it up. Mm. And um what's it's, going on? It's pretty lucrative. There's oh, good money sure. there. Good money there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, she starts she starts doing well, which I've seen her cut your hair, she styled Sarah's hair. I've seen it. I know that Steph does a very good job. So just the more that she gets her name out there and the more she does, like dude, she's gonna be that's gonna be her full time job. Right, and and that's that's something like her and her dad, like me and her dad, joke about all the time. But like, it's really not like a joke. Like, it's it's very possible. Like right now, at this point, at this point now, it is July eleventh. Um, is the day we're is the day we're recording this? She is already booked into next year. There you go. Right. I mean, she's gonna be she's gonna be more packed in the fucking wedding venues. Dude, finding a wedding venue like is nuts. We have uh one of my coworkers um from physical therapy. Um, she owns a wedding venue. Mm. She said that they're booked out like two, three years. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, it's just nuts. Yeah, that's insane. So like, just wedding venues, just finding one of them, right, in a timely manner is insane. Now, now, so, now, some of the some of the ones she'll do are a little bit different. Like the one she did Friday, um. They were getting married at like a courthouse. Okay. So, so not, they didn't have to like go searching for this for like an elaborate venue or something like that. They were just doing something, something simple, something modest, mm-hmm. some, something that worked for them. And then the one they did Friday or the one that, um, or on Saturday, the couple eloped. Okay. So they were just doing like, like a, like a formal get together for all like friends and family and, gotcha. stuff, and stuff like that. So that so that was what that was for. So it's not necessarily just on wedding day. That's what the majority of them are. But um, you know anything revolving around like marital shit is like what she's like what she's like like she, like yesterday she had like a trial run in Ellicott City. It was supposed to be for a couple, but the wife to be was sick, so it was just the husband. He just wanted to have his hair like done a certain way and like wanted to have um. Just like one, just like wanted to see what he could do. I, I I don't know about like 
blemishes or anything like on his on his face or skin or sure, anything like sure. that. But wanted to see what kind of things he could do to of course make himself look better for the for the biggest day of his life. So Yeah, I mean you want to look good too as a as a gentleman in that role. Right, so it's a little bit of everything. So if you motherfuckers are getting married <laughs> My girl Steph's got you. It ain't fucking cheap. No, I'm just joking. I don't know. I don't know like if the prices are cheap or if they're not cheap. But she keeps getting business, so, she, so it must be pretty reasonably priced. Use code PHSL for no discount. For one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I am not authorized to give you a discount. <laughs> Use code PHSL to get one of these. <laughs> that was not planned, by the way. That was that was good. I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me there. Appreciate yeah, got, that. <laughs> uh, no, that's what's up, though. Hey, hey, good on you, Steph. Keep working hard. You got it. You'll get there. Maybe you can do my hair one day. Does my hair all the fucking time, dude? Like I said, I've said it time and time before on this podcast. I was bald at one fucking point by my choice. Yeah, you you did by it, my it choice. Was, it was a choice, but like. And she showed she showed me pictures from when we like first got together, and like to now, my hair has grown. Dude, a good haircut goes a long way. Like 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 it used to be like really like really thin like at the back of my head. It's like it's growing in now. Yeah, there you go. So, dude, using like proper shampoo and conditioner goes a long way too. Right. Like I was just using like a. I don't know what I was using before, but she like put me on to like, she put me on to like. Five or six different brands now at this point. Yeah. And I love them all. I got one. The conditioner now is uh like, it smells like cocoa butter. Oh, nice. Love cocoa butter, dude. And so you know what I started, you know what I, you know what I just uh, started doing? I'll say Sunday was the first day that I used it. I bought it Friday. Didn't get a chance to use it until Sunday. Um, like shampoo for my beard. There you go. Like specifically for my beard. Yeah, I don't I don't have that issue. Right. I got I got a little something coming in, you know what I mean? A little Right. A little something, but it's it's not full enough for it to be worth a damn. Right. Like I would just use like I would just like I use like a 2 in 1 right now. Yeah. From um you know that brand Duke's Cannon. You ever see those big ass bars of soap like a Target of shit? Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of Duke's okay. Cannon. That's what I, that's that's what I'm using at the moment. I'm I'll probably go back to what I have been using, but just in a pinch. That was what I got. It it like it works well, but what I what I used to use, I, I like it a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I've kind of um, I still have a little bit of the Doctor Squatch shampoo and conditioner left. Yeah, I had some of that too. Um, I'm getting away from that, it's dude. It's just so pricey, right? So I like so I like how the bars of bar of soaps smell. And if you th- if you think about like if you can find them in stores. It's not too bad, but like buying it online and waiting for two fucking weeks. Yeah, their shipping took forever. Right, it's getting better because now they're uh, now they're so fucking big. Well, I, you can get them on like Amazon now. I think Walmart sells some. I did buy a new brand, similar concept, like the the cold press, more like natural soaps. Right. Um, I got to go on Amazon here. Happy Prime Day, everybody. Yeah. Uh, happy, happy Prime Day. Oddly, oddly enough, I got an email from the New York Jets today about Prime Day. That's wild. Um, it the brand is called Age of Sage. Hmm. 
So I got they have sounds like some Elder Scrolls type shit, dude. It does. It has like a little fucking like elf on the on the label there. That's cool. It is. Um, so they have like different um four packs that you can get. You can't buy it like individually, but that's okay. Um, and the price, dude, seventeen dollars for four bars of soap. Yeah, it can't be that. That's not bad. I got the macho, the macho bundle, charcoal aloe, cool water, dead sea, and mountain air. They have Macho, they have Damsel, they have Fruity, Good and Evil, Honey and Him, Masculine, Secret, and Victorian. Is that Victorian? Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not going to. For And you got how many bars of soap for how much? Four for $17. Four for $17. So you can buy three bars of soap on Amazon right now of Dr. Squatch. You can do a five-pack. This is actually, that's actually a damn good deal. A five pack for Prime Day for Doctor Squatch thirty seven dollars. That's a good deal, actually. That's five dollars for a bar of soap. I get it. That's a lot, but if you use Doctor Squatch before, you know. But it's good for, soap. It is. It's very good soap. Yeah, and it's you good sm- soap. You it's smell wonderful. Like, it smells good. Yeah, I like. I like their products a lot. But again, it's just like. It's just too like it's, it gets to be too much sometimes. Every now and again, it's cool. Like Steph got me stuff and her brother stuff for Christmas. Um, they have a new hand lotion. Haven't used it yet. I haven't either. Before you go on with that, um, I don't know if that was just a end of that thought there. Anyway, regardless, um, for one, for reasons that I don't quite understand, apparently her brother is barred from using Doctor Squatch soap in their household now. Why? I don't know. Interesting. Apparently, he's barred from using it. The one time that he did use it, apparently it was like one of like a special, like a limited edition, like you know they do like the bat, like a Batman soap, yeah, like fucking yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Wars. Apparently it was like one of those, and it like completely turned like the color of the bathtub to something different. Yeah. Damn. So he was told that he's not allowed to use Doctor Squatch soap anymore. So I had like eight bars of soap for a long for the longest time, and I was cooling. <laughs> Well, I know, like, the pine tar of the Dr. Squatch had turned shit black. Yes. I had the shampoo and the conditioner of Dr. Of pine tar. And that, yeah, that was that was turning the fucking, um, that was turning our bathroom black. That's why I had to get rid of it and do something different. Yeah. Um, no, what I was, what I was going to say about Dr. Squatch having the, uh, the lotion is they actually sent out, like, a survey, like, hey, like, what should we add, blah, blah, blah. That's one of my things is I said, lotion. Nice. Here we are. I don't know if I made the difference. But I'm gonna say I did. I'm gonna take credit for it. Maybe not the difference, but a difference. Maybe a difference. The company that I, the company that I do really go big go big time with for my for my hair and my beard because it smells really good and it feels really good too. Because that's like a, that's like a whole other thing about it. Like smelling good is like one thing, but like when you you have to, like I w- want to use it like every day. Okay. The company is called Gibbs. It's guys into beard stuff. It's what it's called. It's weird. I know. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of sus. I'm not gonna lie, but they have but the soap but the shampoo is really really good, and it's it's called like beer, beard, butter or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it's like a it's like a conditioner that's for your beard, but you put it in your hair as well. I use a tea tree shampoo with that. Damn it! I'm feeling good. <laughs> It smells good too. Rejuvenated, ready to go, ready to conquer the day, dude. You are because like if you've ever used tea tree shampoo before, you know what it's like. 
you're ready to go yell F-bombs at, at anybody. If you've gotten the MVP at Sports Club before, you know what the teacher is like. I've actually never gotten the MVP. Damn, that's shocking. I'm not allowed to go to sports clubs anymore. I only go to sports clubs. Right. Yeah, I'm not allowed to anymore. But I only go to a specific sports clip and get it done by a specific person. Right. So, like, before me and Steph got, like, really, really involved, and we were just, like, hanging out, um, I went to sports clips the day before I went to go hang out with her. I thought it looked fine. I guess it didn't. Because <laughs> she's like, like, she said, she's like, what the hell happened to your hair? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, it looks terrible. I'm like, oh, wow. thanks. Wow, yeah, thank you. Thought I, thought I did all right today. Yeah, thought I was, thought I was doing pretty good. But yeah, after that, she's like, she's like, yeah, no more. I'll start, cut, I'll start cutting hair. She's like, she's like, good or bad, this works out, doesn't work out. Just come to me. I'll cut your hair. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> Going in for a kiss. The old, uh, the old wide mouth bass. Exactly. I love it. I'm here for it. Like in, um, Blades Glory. Yes. Exactly like that. Jenna Fisher's like wide mouth bass and, um, what's his name? Josh, John, Josh Hader. Fuck. I don't know. Whoever played, um, Jimmy McElroy, uh, was like Tucker or Puckered Butthole. <laughs> Going for a guess. He was like, and she was just like, <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get into a little bit of sports talk here. Enough about the soap. Wash your damn bodies. Don't be dirty. Um, Facts. <laughs> let's start off with the uh, the one piece of the NBA we got here. Yeah, so one thing that we did, we, I don't think we talked about it during our last episode. We kind of had to rush off from one region or another. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, neither here nor there. Um Damian Lillard has officially requested a trade. The most loyal man, I think, to ever walk the face of the earth. Yeah. He felt like he owed Portland something that he just fucking didn't. Right. Um, Requested a trade. Um, Specifically requested a trade to Miami. Um... Problem with that is Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard does not have a no trade clause, so the Portland Trailblazers are going to negotiate with with twenty nine other teams for a possible trade for Damian Lillard. Um, but the the Trailblazers have came out and said they do intend to be patient, wait for the right deal. With that said, like I was was saying. They don't have to trade Damian Lillard where he wants to go to. They don't have to do anything for him. They can do everything for themselves. With that said, he was loyal to that franchise for 11 years. They are not going to wrong him. They'll, they will lose so many fans if they wrong him. Right. Like, they'll be probably they'll probably be the most hated team in the league. Yeah, yeah. And and that's I, th- I think that's really why they're going to take their time. They're going to make sure they get the right package deal that they're happy with and make sure that they can get him to a destination that he's happy with. Whether he he wants he wants to go to Miami. Um I don't know if he ends up in Miami just cuz I don't know what compensation looks like for them. I know they did just draft uh 
um, Jaime Jaquez Jr. in the draft. They took Nikola Jovich last year, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Um, I heard a while back they were looking, they were shopping out Tyler Harrow to see what they could get because obviously Tyler Harrow is going to be in the deal for Damian Lillard, but they don't need Tyler Harrow because they have Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons. Right, right. And so, now they drafted Scoot Henderson. So they were looking to bring on Tyler Harrow and like potentially move him off elsewhere as like a three-team deal. Um, move him off off somewhere else and get something else in return. And in order to clear in order to clear salary cap, I think they're also going to look to trade uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Probably center that's been there for a while. They got in a trade with Denver, um, so he's he's in all in all intents and purposes going to be on the move as well. They're just gonna, they're just gonna hit the reset button. Let Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson, let those three guys be the exciting pieces to bring people. To, to the to the games, yeah. Because um, you know, with or without Damian Lillard, Portland has always had like a very very loyal fan base. They always they always show up to support the Trailblazers just because they don't really have anything else to call their own. Yeah, there's not much. There's not a ton in, up there in Portland. If it's not if it's not the Trailblazers, it's fucking Oregon, like or, like Oregon Athletics. Yeah. Um. So there's not a whole lot to cheer for out in that out in that part of the um in the country for them. Um. But Damian Lillard will be on the move. I think I think he will be moving before the season starts. But um, we shall see. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he will be moved before the season starts. Um, I think it'd be it'd just be beneficial for everybody. Like Portland getting him gone off the books before the season starts. Bring in whoever the hell you're going to bring in. Get them reps and time together. Build yeah. a little chemistry within the team. Um. And see see what you can make of the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think Portland wants to get rid of Damian Lillard. I mean, he's he's the best player in franchise history, and I, it's really not even close. Um, so moving off of him is definitely going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the fans to see him go. I think it's going to hurt Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard that he has to leave. Um, but you know, Damian Lillard is. He's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. That's for sure. He's one of I, I, he's one of the best point guards I've ever seen. Um, I said it for years. He's the most underappreciated player in the NBA. Yeah, not underrated, underappreciated. Yeah, he's very, very underappreciated. I mean, if he played in like a bigger market somewhere, the I mean, the appreciation and the name that you could and the, like you could you could give more respect to his game if he played in a bigger market than Portland. But for sure, you know, how how often is Portland getting on national television at seven o'clock when most people can watch it? I mean, they never will because they're on the West coast. Right. And, and and even so, how many times is Portland going to get on prime time at 10 o'clock with it being their game? Like come watch the Portland trailblazers. That's not how it's going to be. It's going to be come watch golden state, golden state, take on Portland. The Lakers. the Lakers take on Portland, even the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. Just like like, what do the bigger market teams take on take on Portland? Yeah, that's 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 just how it is, unfortunately. And um, there's really nothing you can do about just being a small market team like that. Yeah, I mean, wherever he goes, he'll make them a better team. Whether it's Miami, whether it's Milwaukee, Boston, wherever. There's just a few teams that like have been kind of thrown out there in the media. Um, 
he's he he's going to ring chase. That's the only reason why he wants to get traded. Oh yeah. If if he had won a championship by now, trust me, he wouldn't he wouldn't leave. I think the Nets are another potential candidate. Um, he said he's got some some dudes on the team that he's really close with. The Nets have pieces to move that I think would that I think it would it could work out, but they're so they're so far away from competing. I don't think that. Because I mean, yeah, Mikel, Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson like they, they they played really well last year, but is that an anomaly or is that something that's going to continue? I don't know. Good question. It'll remain, it'll, it will remain to be seen. Yeah, it 100% will. But um, let's get into some NFL stuff. We Just real quickly, some NBA stuff. Then we got some NFL. Uh, we have our defensive rankings for the NFL here. Yeah. Um, so I'll put this out to, to start. I came up with this list yesterday while watching my girlfriend play Grand Theft Auto. So probably not my best work. A little distracted. Yeah, I was, de- I was definitely very, very distracted. Um, but I have sound reasoning, I think, for the majority of this. Um, I think once we hit about 20 to 10, I think that's where the wheels kind of fall off. And then I kind of found it again during the top 10 and in the bottom 10 and then bottom 12. All right, well, let's get into it. Who do you got at 32? The number, my number 32 defense heading into this season is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Um, uh, obviously losing Jalen Ramsey hurts. Yeah, losing Jalen Ramsey hurts uh, for a defense that already was not good. Yeah, lost Bobby Wagner too. Yep, lost Bobby Wagner. I mean, they still have Aaron Donald, but you know, Kobe Turner, Bobby Brown the third, and Byron Young. Who on the defensive line scares you outside of Aaron Donald? He's getting up there in age. How effective is he going to be? I'm sure pretty effective, but is he going to be effective enough to change that defense? I don't think so. The um, the Rams are in for a long season. Their defense is not going to help. Number thirty-two. I I agree. <clears throat> not a very good defense, but I actually have the Minnesota Vikings at thirty-two. Um, I don't think that's a shock to most people. I've said it on here multiple times. Their defense is just not very good. Um, you can't lose somebody like Zadarius Smith and Eric Kendricks and uh Patrick Peterson on defense and think that you're going to get any better. They were terrible last season. They're going to be terrible this season. Um, and Daniil Hunter wants out as well. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, they just they just don't have any players on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, just not, not a big fan of what Minnesota has cooking over there. Um, at 31, I got the Houston Texans. Okay. They were terrible last season. Derek Stingley had a little bit of injuries. I know that they um, added Will Anderson. That's fantastic. He's a rookie. He'll probably be a pretty productive rookie, but um, I just uh, outside of outside of those two guys, I, I'm not I'm not really sold on anybody on that defense. Okay, uh, coming in at number thirty one for me. Um, if you're a NFC West fan, uh, you're gonna love hearing this. I have the Arizona Cardinals. Coming Fair in, enough. Coming in at number thirty one. Outside of Buda Baker, who also wants out. He's really the only player of note that is on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you have a guy in Isaiah Simmons who has not been able to find his footing in that defense. Um, incredibly talented guy, but I don't think he's going to be a big difference maker in the grand scheme of things this season for the Arizona Cardinals, so they're going to be pretty piss poor. Fair. Uh, coming in at number 30, this is going to be a little bit more controversial, but 
Um, while they did a lot to improve their defense, I do not see the, the Atlanta Falcons being much better. Interesting. Yeah, I just I just don't see it. Yes, adding Jesse Bates was a very good addition. They still have AJ Terrell, who's a top ten corner according to NFL according to people in the NFL. He's a top ten corner, not he just is. not just a our. I think he is personally. But, I agree. Yeah. Um. But uh, Jeff Okuda uh, is bust. Richie Grant at the other safety. Who knows? Bud Dupree. Um, hasn't been able to put any sense, sense of production together since he left Pittsburgh. Yeah, Grady Jarrett, he's getting up there in age, and so is Clayus Campbell. I don't see that defense being any better, especially considering the fact that the offenses in the offenses in the NFC South have a, have the potential to be pretty dynamite. Yeah, they could be pretty good. And down I, there. I think, I think their defense is just lagging behind compared to what they're going to have to go against this year. So that's fair. Uh, number thirty, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. So, uh, one spot higher than you have them. Um, like you said, dude, they have nobody over there. Um, Buda Baker, Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons is it. Buda Baker wants out. Isaiah Simmons, I think they just got to give him a, def- a defined role. I think he is very versatile, and they're using that, but they're not giving him a defined role, so he's just not excelling. Right. Um, I couldn't, I don't, I don't know that I could name another player on their defense they drafted bj or laurie okay but you know how, how much how much how much faith can you really put into a uh, to a rookie yeah a rookie yeah. what second third round pick i think he was a second round pick he'll probably be pretty good but just not he's not notable enough number 29 i got the las vegas raiders okay um they haven't been able to get the defense right for years um, they were pretty bad last year. They drafted another very talented upside pass rusher to pair up with Max Crosby. That's fantastic. They still have Chandler Jones. He kind of disappeared last season. Um, their secondary is still pretty bad. Uh, I think their linebackers are pretty bad. They they do okay at the you know the line of scrimmage there. Outside of that, that defense is pretty damn bad. Uh yeah okay I agree with you there uh they're not my next team on the list my next team on the list is actually the, the Houston Texans okay um so coming in at number twenty nine I do have the Houston Texans um you know one thing that I don't think a lot of people understand is the fact that Houston is a sneaky secondary it's not hateful really it's a really sneaky secondary Shaquille Griffin Stephen Nelson. Derek Stingley, Desmond King, Jalen Petrie, and Jimmy Ward. That's a pretty sneaky secondary. That is definitely the strength of that defense. Um, but you already made my points for me. If 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 your if your best if your best player is supposed to be Will Anderson, a rookie, that's not good. Yeah, and I mean I know with. Um... My man's coming over from the 49ers. He'll probably change that defense around a little bit. They might be a little bit higher, but I mean, it's just. I mean, they're going to be as high as that secondary can take them. Jalen Petrie was a rookie last year. He had he had like five picks. So he he played pretty good. Mm -hmm. Who you got at number 28? Uh, Coming in at number 28, I actually have the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Um. Hold on, I can give you insight as to why. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, also, speaking of the Tennessee Titans, something that really this kind of this kind of angers me a little bit. Um, Malik Willis outperformed Will Levis in training camp, but yet or uh, OTAs, OTAs, but yet they're still considering cutting Malik Willis. How much sense does that make? Look, I'm a Malik Willis guy. That's a guy that I just think needs a chance. Anyway, neither here nor there. We're here, we're here talking about defense. Um, outside outside of Jeffrey Simmons, there's just, there's nobody on this defense that really is going to put fear in you. Kevin Byard is is a, is still a very good very good corner, but I just don't like that defense at all. I I I think that team as a whole is going to be a fucking train wreck. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, very good. Um, Kevin Byard. Jeffrey Simmons is one of the five best players at his position in the NFL. 100%. Is Kevin Byard a corner or a safety? I thought he was a safety. safety. I um, may have said corner, but I, but he is, he is a safety. He's a pretty good safety, um, but that's exactly why I have them at 28 as well. Okay. Um, number 27, I have the Falcons. Okay. Similar reasons. So not, not, not too far away from where I had them. But... No. Was that two spots, three spots? Yeah. Um, they added a lot of talent. I think the secondary is going to improve. Um, but like you said, that NFC South, those offenses have the potential to kind of pop. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be tougher for them working on the chemistry. Get the, You know, they're kind of old on the defense too. Um, we'll just, uh, we'll see what they have in store for us. Yeah. You got a 27. Uh, number 27, I have the Chicago Bears. Okay. So a team that did make a lot of improvements last year. Chicago was the worst defense in the NFL last year. Not not uh, opinion statistically. They were the worst defense in the NFL last year. Okay. Um, they, they, statistically, they were they were worse than the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, they no, they were they were terrible yeah, last they season. Were really ba- they were really bad on defense. The Texans and the Bears were the only... They were tied for the worst, according to the stats that we put together. They each had three of the worst rankings at the designated yeah, uh, and, and, stat. In, in major categories, they both had three that were in dead last. Um, adding adding Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards to be linebackers, that helps. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, corner out of Miami, helps. But... You know, Eddie Jackson had one good year. Jaquan Brisker, second-year guy. We'll see what he does. Um, Jalen Johnson, he played pretty good his his rookie year. We'll see what happens sophomore year. They have no pass rush. Yeah, they're pretty bad. No there. pass rush. It's it, the, the look, look. They're heading in the right direction. It's just not now. That's fair. Not right now. Uh, number twenty-six. I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Uh, similar reasons as to why you as, as to why you said uh, Max Crosby, Max Crosby, dog, yeah, dog, freak. Um, Chandler Jones, the name alone you have to respect. If you don't give if you don't give Chandler Jones the respect that he needs, he'll give you six sacks a game. He did it in Arizona. I think he gave <laughs> gave him like five or six in one game. Yeah. Uh, they do have a rookie, Tyree Wilson, who has a lot, a lot of upside, mm-hmm. and I do like the um I do like the corner pairing of Nate Hobbs and Duke Shelley. Um I think those are two guys that are a little bit more underrated in the league. I don't think they're like anything crazy, but they're not two guys that are gonna be burnt toast all year long. Okay. Um but uh yeah, their defense is, their defense has not been good since I became a 
huge fan in the NFL, and I don't see it becoming good this season. No, poor Derek Carr got the short end of the stick there. Yeah. Uh, number 26, I got the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Similar reasons. You got Aaron Donald on the defense. Um, he's a game changer, but who else on that defense really scares you? Nobody really scares you. Um, losing Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey. Um, they do have a very good defensive coordinator over there. Um, drawing a blank on his name as well. Their DC? Raheem, yeah. Is it Raheem Morris? It is Raheem Morris, yeah. Okay. He's a good DC. Sean McVay is a very smart, granted, offensive coach, but he's very smart. Um, so, I, I think th- they're definitely going to be a pretty bad defense, but I don't think they're going to be the worst. Okay. That's just me. Um, but at number 25, I actually have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think this one might shock some people a little bit. Um, at 25, look, we all kind of get blinded by the Trevor Lawrence thing and the offense, you know, um, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, now Calvin Ridley coming back in, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram. Everybody gets blinded by the offense. Nobody realized that defense was kind of sus last year. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they made a ton of room to, or made a ton of changes to make it better. Um, so I think they're just they're still going to be relying on that offense to win them football games. So I got them at twenty five. Okay. Um, coming in at number twenty five for me, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Okay. So a good bit higher than I have them. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good bit higher than where you have them. Um, adding Byron Murphy and Marcus Davenport, you know, it's gonna it's gonna give you it's gonna give you a little bit more relief. Um. Getting Lewis signed back will help. Will help also. That was their, that was their first draft pick last year in last year's draft. Not a first round pick, but it was their first pick. Yeah. Um. So so get so getting back a guy that you took so highly in the in the draft, you know, it's going to help out. But you know, there's there's just not a whole lot of talent on the on the rest of the defense. It wasn't a good unit last year. They're bringing in a new DC, so um, I expect them to be better, but not great this okay. year. Uh, shocker! The list number twenty four: Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Um. They they're they're going with an entire new secondary. Yeah. The only returning starter is Chudobia Wuzie, which he's coming off a torn ACL. Right. So, um, now torn ACLs they're easier to come back from in the modern NFL than they were than it was in the past. But sure, sure, still makes a difference. But. You know, Trey Hendrickson didn't have the year everybody thought he was going to last year. I think their linebacker I think I think Jermaine Pratt's one of the most overrated linebackers in the NFL. Yeah. And they're going with Cam Taylor Britt, who was a backup last year, Dax Hill, and Nick Scott as their safeties. They lost both their starting safeties. So the secondary is going to be in trouble. This is going to be a team that needs to be carried by the offense, I think. So I don't I just I don't think they're gonna have a good year. Yeah. Okay. Um, number 24, Cincinnati Bengals. Nice. How fucking about it, dude? That's fucking awesome. Dude, I mean, you just, you just explained it. Yeah, I mean, their, their secondary is going to be sus, um, in a pass-happy NFL. Dude, and this AFC North is no damn joke. Um, the Browns are going to be pretty good this year. Steelers are going to be pretty good this year. The Ravens are going to be pretty good this and, year. And you know the thing is, like that, like the division alone, you have three quarterbacks that you can't take lightly. No, I mean 
Kenny Pickett's the lightest that you can take a quarterback. Right, but 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 even even so, he may have out of the rest of those three teams the best weapons. Yeah, he could pop off at any given moment. Um, and I mean, dude, they they just won the division, so now they have a first place schedule too. Right. So they have to play the Bills, they have to play the Jags, they have to play the Chiefs, right? And then they have to play the 49ers as well. Yeah, because we play the NFC West. Um, due to the like fourth out of conference game, yeah. So, um, Bengals got a tough schedule against some damn good offenses, and uh, that secondary, <laughs> whew, that's gonna be uh, that that might end up being. And you know the the the, the problem the problem is they're all their their defensive line has some talent on there, but you know again the Steelers may have the worst offensive line out of the three of them. Yeah. Well, not May. They do. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely they definitely do for sure. So I mean, when it comes to the Ravens, it comes to and comes to the Browns. If you don't if you don't have a guy that if you don't have that one guy who can go after and get it, and and who knows, Trey Hendrickson could have a turnaround year, and that could elevate how they end up finishing in these rankings comparatively. Sure. But with that said, I just I I don't I don't see it happening personally. You can count them for maybe three coverage sacks all year. Yeah. Like the other teams. You can count a few more. Right. The Bengals, you're not counting them for shit. No. Uh, number 23, I have the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably a lot lower on my list than you have them. Um, they were kind of not great last year. Um, bringing in an offensive coach, I don't know if that helps at all. I just I, I like I like some of the Panthers like what they have going over there. Brian Burns, um, JC Horn, um, dude they have on the defensive line who's uh, big boy nose tackle Derek Brown. Derek Brown, he's a good player. Um, but for the similar reasons that you have like the Falcons so low, offenses in that uh, in that division. Could end up being pretty good. Um, so the Panthers at 23 for me. Okay. Number 23, I have the Jaguars. Um, okay. si- similar reasons. I, th- I think they're going to perform a little bit better than than anticipated. Um, you do get lost in the Trevor Lawrence limelight. Yeah. It just it, it, it just it just happens. He's so good. It's, um you know, it's, it, it's easy to forget about where the team lacks for sure. Um, but, um, they're gonna have a better season than they did last year, definitely. Um, Trevon Walker is gonna continue to improve, continue to develop. Him and Josh Allen uh, could be one of the better pass rushing duos in the AFC. Yeah, so that definitely could help out a lot if they can get after the quarterback. Then I think they're gonna have a good season for sure. Number twenty-two. Two. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Um. This is a defense that got by last year with a wing and a prayer. Yeah, they had like six rookies on defense. A lot of rookies, a lot of rookies, and just because just because one just because a rookie plays good in his rookie year does not mean they're going to perform very well in their sophomore year. So, without knowing what the hell you're going to get out of them heading into their second second season, I just can't put them very high. Chris Jones is one of the three best defensive tackles. In the NFL, yes. Um, so you, you definitely have that. You definitely have that one guy there in the, in the interior who will be able to 
um, you know, alleviated, alleviated a lot of the pressure. Nick Bolton played really good last year. They added Drew Tranquil, so that's a veteran guy. Trent McDuffie, Legarius Need, Jalen Watson, all rookies last year. Yeah. Are they gonna Are they gonna turn? Are they gonna keep progressing heading into year two? That'll remain to be seen. Until we do see it, twenty two. Okay. Number twenty two for me. I have the New York Giants. Wow. Okay. Um. I like what they got cooking on the front seven. I'm not super happy with their secondary. Um, their front seven is probably going to be pretty good. Um, they have Wink Martindale up there as a defensive coordinator. He's a very aggressive defensive coordinator. And we saw it in Baltimore. And Baltimore had a pretty good secondary. Sometimes that secondary gets left hung out the dry. Mm. Um, and that happened with a better secondary in Baltimore than he has in New York. So I think... Uh, I think I I put them at twenty two just because I think that secondary probably gets I, th- I just think it gets left out to dry a little bit. Okay. Um, number twenty one, Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Um, that might be a, a little low for for some people given the fact that they had two rookies last season play very well at corner. They added Devin Witherspoon, uh, arguably the best corner in this draft. Um. They added back in Bobby Wagner. He eventually came back. But that defensive front is not great. Yeah. It's pretty mid. So 21 for a defensive ranking. I don't think that's unreasonable. Um, Going into the season, they could definitely play up and move their way up the ranking. But I think 21 for the Seattle Seahawks is, uh, is a pretty good place for them to be. Okay. Um, 21 for me, I have the Detroit Lions. Okay. Um, team that, team that made improvements. That's, that's, that's without a doubt. Um, you know, they were, they were, they were bad last year on defense. Yeah, they were, they were were not good. Yeah, they were pretty bad. That, that offense carried them to all nine wins that they had or whatever they had. Right. Um, they made, they made some very, very good additions to the defense, but yeah. They don't all just paying guys to comp- complain on defense doesn't always make for the best success. Yeah, it doesn't always work. Uh, doesn't always work. It could work. They could they could play a lot better this year than anticipated, but um, I don't see it personally. Coming in at number twenty, I have Seattle Seahawks. Okay, all right. Very similar. Very similar reasons. Um, they have no uh presence on that defensive line. Yeah, no presence at all. Um, the back seven might be pretty good, right? Their their linebacking core is actually a lot better than what people what I think people realize with Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, and Devin Bush. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. They have a really really good linebacking core, but you know Jamal Adams is incredibly overrated. Tariq Woolen had a great rookie season. So did Kobe Bryant. Adding Devin Weatherspoon. Um, into the fold as well could be a recipe for success, but for the same reasons that I had to knock the Chiefs, I'm going to knock the Seahawks. Okay, I just have more faith in Kobe Bryant and Devin and uh, Tariq Woolen than I do in the three guys that the Chiefs have. All right, I'm not mad at it. Uh, number twenty for me, Indianapolis Colts. Okay, um, losing somebody like Bobby Okereke hurts. Yeah, when somebody like Shaquille Leonard can't stay on the on the field 
Um, and having to cut Kenny Moore. Had to cut Kenny Moore. Um, honestly, it should probably be a little bit lower on the list, given the fact that there's going to be some more suspensions coming in, I would imagine. Um, all the names haven't been... Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're just... Been announced. Um, slowly coming out. DeForest Bunkner, I don't think he's super happy there. Um, But there's just nobody on that defense, man. Mm-hmm. Um, They had Stephon Gilmore last season. He's now gone, I believe, the Cowboys. I believe he's playing for the Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas. Um, yeah, so you got Shaquille Leonard and DeForest Buckner. Those are your two best players. That's fantastic. Those two guys alone, not going to win you a ton of football no. games. Um, so I got him at 20. Number 19, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I like what they have cooking over there on defense. I like a lot of their players. Um, but I think there's going to be some turmoil in that locker room now that Tom Brady's gone. Yeah. And... Um, Devin White has already said that he wants a trade. He wants out. Um, Shaquille Barrett, I believe he tore his Achilles Achilles last season. I believe it was him. Um, I think Jamel Dean, like he's a great player. Um, they had, they had they they caught such an injury bug too. Yeah, they got Vita Vea and um, Canty. Yeah, Canty Canty from the from no, the draft. Didn't. I think you can't see. Yeah, they did. No, else. was it Mozzie Smith? No, it was Canty. No, it was Canty. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because they had the the pure like big body run stopper, and then they had just the athletic freak yeah. in Canty. Um, so I think they're gonna be a serviceable kind of mid level uh, defense this year at nineteen. Um, but I think. Weirdly enough, I also did kind of take this into account as well. I think that offense might put that defense in some pretty tough spots. Yeah, yeah, I, I is, did take that into account a little bit. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so I got the Bucks at nineteen. Who you got? Uh, coming in at number nineteen, this one's gonna be surprising. I have the Buffalo Bills. See, I don't think it's that surprising. Yeah, I have, I have them, I have them coming in at number nineteen. Look, they have a lot to like over there. Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, um. Two very, very good young players. Um, Matt Milano is one of the better linebackers in the, in the NFL. If you rank him over Ro- Roquan Smith, you're on fucking meth. You're on meth, but Matt Milano is a very underrated linebacker. If Wherever that ball is on the field, that motherfucker's he there. It. He finds I it. He don't a, know how. He has a great nose for the ball. He's one, I think he's one of the more underrated linebackers in the NFL. I would 100% agree um, with that. And the secondary is older, but they're not bad. Trey White... Um, since he got hurt, he hasn't been the That's guy dominant. that he was. Yeah, he was super dominant before. Jordan Poyer, Micah, P- Mike, Micah Pide, Micah Hyde. Who knows what you're going to get out of them? They were both. Micah Hyde had injuries last year. Jordan Poyer did not. Yeah. Um, Kyer Elam, second year guy. Who knows what you're going to get? What is what Von Miller is going to show up? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's it's getting into a point in his career where. You know the injuries are going to start taking a toll more more so than they did, um. So I just don't know what you're going to get out of him, um. Cheering for Demar Hamlin for uh, for obvious reasons, sure. Um, but that I just I don't have a lot of faith in that defense moving forward. Coming into number eighteen, I have the Colts. Okay, so, yeah, very 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 similar reasons. Um, you know, they have a lot to like. That is for sure. But 
can they put it all together on the field? I don't know. Same reason. I think that offense is going to put them in some shitty spots. Yeah, 100%. Very shitty spots. And unless Jonathan Jonathan Taylor can recapture that form that he had two years ago now, which that will remain to be seen, if he can't do it, they're gonna have they're gonna have to rely on a heavy, heavy dose of quarterback play. And that's either gonna be Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson. Gardner Minshew's a good quarterback. I don't think he really got his fair shot, but he was in Jacksonville. Maybe he does. Maybe he does pretty good here in Indianapolis. But at some point, Anthony Richardson is gonna play, and Anthony Richardson is gonna throw some picks. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Gardner Minshew is auditioning for other teams. Right. I mean, and, they didn't take Anthony Richardson that high for him to just sit the bench for three years. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, I mean, even with the Bills, similar reasons. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Yeah. He, not a, not He's not an efficient turnover machine, but he turns the ball over a decent amount. Yeah, since Dable left, uh, you know, last you know last year was the first year without him. Hasn't been great. We'll he see. Took, he took that more of a gunslinger approach. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. Um there but I, I agree i agree with those uh number 18 the los angeles chargers wow okay um they added eric kendricks i like that um they have two other young linebackers i think one they favor more than the other kenneth murray being the one on the out i don't think they're as happy with kenneth murray as they would like um they have a decent secondary, but uh, that that defense just never really has. It just doesn't typically live up to hype. It's be a pretty mid defense. True. Um, they've had a lot of those pieces there at the same time. It's just never. It's just never been put together in the correct way. Very true. What the hell makes us think it's going to start now? Fair. Uh, so I got the Chargers at eight team. Seventeen. I have the Chiefs. Okay, so a little higher than me. A little higher than you. Um, for a lot of similar reasons, um, I can't put them higher. You know, they were so young on defense last year. Can they do it again this year? Um, luckily they do have someone like Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback and their leader. Um, he's not going to put them in a ton of shitty situations like the Bucks or the Colts, um, you know, teams like that. So Chiefs at 17, mid-tier defense. That's all they need for Patrick Mahomes to win football games. Okay. Uh, number 17, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There you go. Very, very similar reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't really got to go into a whole lot of depth. I kind of I made my points when you were already talking about them. Yeah. Had injury history. Who knows Like who knows what the what the chemistry is going to be like now that Brady's gone. The offense is, I, is gonna, definitely going to put them in some shitty situations. So, mm-hmm. um, mid-tier... Not great, not bad, but um, they're going to underperform. Yeah. Number sixteen, um, another team that had, that is a that is very very old on defense. New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Um, when when New Orleans is rocking and they're at home, they're they all they always they always play incredibly incredibly well, but um. Marshawn Lattimore hasn't been really been able to stay on the field too too much. Marcus May is up there in age. So is Tyron Matthew. You know they're just they're just aging as a defense. And 
at some point, the age is just going to catch up to him. And I'll be very honest as well. I think this offense is also going to put them in a lot of shitty situations. They're going to have their growing pains. Yeah, and I I, th- I think they're going to have their growing pains early, which is going to which is going to force them way down the fucking list. And I just don't think they're going to be able to really recover by the end of the season. Yeah. Um. They have uh, Brendan Allen coaching them. They're old. They're former DC now coach, so that does help, but. Um, I just I just don't like the Saints defense heading into this year. Fair enough. That was number sixteen for you. It was all right. Number sixteen for me. I got the Chicago Bears. Much higher than me. Good bit higher than you. Um, I kind of like what they're doing on the back end of the football. Um, or the of the defense there. Um, the secondary, the linebackers, everything like that. That pass rush is going to be pretty abysmal. Um. But I think because of their secondary, they're actually, I think they could get a few cover sacks. Um, I have them just middle of the road. They could definitely be lower on the list for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, someone someone like the Seahawks or maybe even the Chargers could, could be ahead of them. Um, but yeah, Bears middle of the road defense. Um. Well, I think they're going to address the uh, the front four or the defensive line um, in this upcoming draft, um, whatever that may be. Gotcha. Number 15, Green Bay Packers. Okay. Um, they, uh, they got a good corner in Jair Alexander. Rashawn Gary's a good player. Uh, Quay Walker has the potential to take a few more steps, get better. So they got some young guys on the on the defense that could take some steps and get a little bit better. But all in all, um, this defense is pretty mid. I I I don't I don't really have a ton to say about them. They're just a pretty mid defense. Yeah. They got some players, but not a ton. They'll be okay, but not great. Okay. Um, coming in at fifteen, I have the uh, Miami Dolphins. Okay. Um, so this is probably going to be very low for from from what some other people have. They have a very good one-two punch of corner, Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey. Christian Wilkins is a uh, he's a space filler there on the inside for sure. Um, I just um, I just don't see them playing very well this season. I mean, Jalen Ramsey has been. Jalen Ramsey hasn't been the guy that we have seen as of in times past. Okay. Um I just I I just I just don't see this defense being very very good this upcoming season. All right. Um 14. 14 out of the Carolina Panthers. Okay. So much higher much higher than where you have them. Yeah, I had them at 23. I, I like the talent that's on the defense for sure. Um they have they have the secondary to help t- to, that can help take over the game. Um, very versatile guy with Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn. Um, he's had injury issues, but hopefully he can stay on the field and um, really take that next step. Um, I like I like their one two punch at pass rush as well with Brian Burns and Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson not so much known for his pass rushing abilities, more so Brian Burns's, um, and then Derek Brown. 
as a as the defensive as the defensive um interior guy. Mm-hmm. Um like what the, I like what they have going on there. They didn't really have a whole lot of turnover. Didn't lose a whole lot of pieces on the defense. I, th- I think they'll keep trending in the right direction. There you go. Number 14 for me, I do have the Detroit Lions. Um I think they're going to make a lot of jumps this season. Mm-hmm. On the defenses had the ball, they were pretty terrible last season. Um, they added a lot of pieces. I think they're going to do better. I would have liked to see them get a running mate for Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Decided not to, <clears throat> but that's okay. Um, so uh, I had the Lions at fourteen. I think I think they're going to understand if they can get that defense playing right. The defense can kind of follow the offense a little bit. They're going to play some pretty good football. They're going to win some damn. They're going to win some games, and they might even make the playoffs. Yeah. So I think their uh, their defense is going to come alive for them. Um, at thirteen, I actually have the New England Patriots. Okay. Look, I can't pull up the stats right now because on like our spreadsheet that we had, but um, <clears throat> that Patriots defense was kind of sneakily not that good. Like third downs, they weren't they weren't converting those a ton. Um, <clears throat> they didn't really force a ton of turnovers, get a ton of sacks. They were kind of like middle of the road on sacks. I think. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm I don't know if I'm sold on that on that Patriots defense. I don't know if they've done a a, a lot to. Uh, to really get better, uh, I think their number one corner is going to be in a federal prison by the end of the month. So yeah. who the hell knows? Um, so Patriots at thirteen for me. Okay, coming into number thirteen, I have the Washington Commanders. Okay, uh, so I love the pass rush there. Um, I've talked about it on the pa- I've talked about it on the show before. I think they have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. Um, Jamin Davis is going to continue to make steps forward as well, and um, the. Secondary is getting better, um, but this team always just finds a way to underperform. Fair enough. So I can't put them much higher than that. Number twelve. This is where uh, this is this this one hurt me. I had the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have the Ravens coming in at number twelve. Look, they have the best linebacker do best one two punch at linebacker in the NFL. I really don't think it's close either. Okay. Um. Marlon Humphrey is an outstanding corner. I love what uh, I love what Justin Matabike does. Um, I'm excited to see what David Ojabo and Odafe Owe are going to do. But outside of the linebackers and Marlon Humphrey, I really don't think there's a lot proven on that defense. Justin Matabike, yes, he he's 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 showed he's showed consistency, but I think there are more questions than answers than there are on the defense. How is corner number two going to play? Who is going to be corner number two? Okay. Um, <clears throat> how, will the pass rush show up? I th- they they have the potential to climb into I think even the top five, be one of the five best defenses in the, in the NFL this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. But I just think there's so many questions surrounding what's going on with the team. It's it's hard. For, it was it was hard for me to put any of the teams that I have ahead ahead of them right now, um, below them. Okay. So I could I could I could justify putting any of the teams ahead of them above them, and it was hard for me to justify putting the Ravens above them. Okay. 
Number 12, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Um, their middle linebackers suck. Well, yeah. Because they don't have any. Well, that's very true. Um, I mean, they, they have TJ Watt. He's a dog, obviously. Defensive player of the year candidate. Year in, year out. As long as he stays healthy and is on the field, he will be a game changer. Um, I mean, outside of that, him and Minka Fitzpatrick, the only two guys on that defense that actually scare me. Um, but they are damn good players. The Steelers always play damn good defense. Um, so I got them at 12, just outside of the top 10, just out of, you know, respect for them. I mean, they, they do play good defense there. Um, but I don't think that they're outside of TJ Watt. There's really nobody on the pass rush that scares you. Mm. And, uh, I mean, we'll see what, uh, shoot. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Junior does the draft pick. Junior? Yeah. His dad played for him. Oh, Joey Porter. Joey Porter. Drawing a blank on his name. <clears throat> we'll see what he does as probably corner number one for them. Maybe corner number two behind Patrick Peterson. But if Patrick Peterson is an old ass, is your corner number one at this point in your defense, you're not doing too hot. Um, but they'll probably they'll find a way to play good defense. Um, so I got him at twelve. Okay. Come on, scroll. Number eleven got the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, I like more pieces on their defense than I like on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But losing uh, Leslie Frazier as your defensive coordinator does kind of hurt. Um, Sean McDermott's going to pick up the play calling responsibility for the defense, which is fine. He was a defensive defensive coordinator before. Um, but I think ultimately there's going to be a lapse in coaching somewhere, whether it's Sean McDermott lacking on the offense, special teams, whether he lacks on the defense, trying to take care of the head coaching stuff. Um, lot of, lot of injury bugs going on over there. Older defense. How will they play? Who knows? Um, but I got them just outside the top 10. I still think I, they have a lot of talent there. It's hard to keep them super low on the list, but they had they do have a lot of talent there. Mm. So I got them at 11. Okay. At 11, I have the Giants. Um, so I think Dexter I think Dexter Lawrence is the best nose tackle in the NFL. Him or Deron Payne? Yeah, yeah I, and personally, I would take Dexter Lawrence over Deron Payne. I like Deron Payne a lot. Or Aaron Donald. I don't know if he's considered a nose tackle. <clears throat> hmm. Regardless, Dexter Lawrence is incredibly, incredibly good at what he does. Um, and I like the, I like the other pieces they have at the, on the on the defensive line. Ashawn Robinson, Leonard Williams, and Kayvon Thibodeau, who I think has the highest ceiling of the, the pass rushers in the draft from last year. I think he continues to make steps for, forward. You mentioned it earlier. Losing a guy like Bobby Okereke hurts. Adding a guy, adding like a guy like Bobby Okereke is great for you. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. The, you know, the, the the weakness of the defense is definitely going to be the secondary. But Dory Jackson is a very good, is a very good, very smart corner. Uh, Xavier McKinney's a guy who I think has slept on pretty, pretty heavily. And Deontay Banks at a Maryland, um, their first round pick. I think he's going to have a pretty good year as well. Um. I think they have a lot of guys on that defense who can get after the quarterback and do it quick. Um, so i th- I think that I think they're going to have a lot of they're going to have a lot of sack numbers this year. Um, can the secondary hold up? 
That's 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 the that's the one thing that's really holding him back. Yeah. Um. But coming in at number ten, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Hmm. Um. So I do have them higher than what you do. Um. I do still like the combination of Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Um. I think they'll continue to make some steps forward. And maybe this is the maybe maybe last year was just a growing pain. The year maybe this is the year where they actually turn it up. Um, but I do actually I do like the I do like the secondary. I like Asante Samuel Jr. and I like Derman James. Um, I think J.C. Jackson has always been incredibly overrated, but the dude does have a great nose for the football. Mm-hmm. Last year he sucked. This year, maybe they'll expect the same thing. I expect him to have a turnaround season, um, so that is my reasoning for have them for having them at the team kicking off the top ten. All right, uh, number ten for me is going to be the uh, New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> so I got them a, a little bit higher than you do. Um, I like what they have cooking down there in the secondary. Uh, Demario Davis is a dog at linebacker. Yeah. Um, Still have Cam Jordan on the on the line there. That defense, they start feeling themselves. They're going to start playing some pretty good football. Um, that offense could put them in some sticky situations, but I think it's going to be less sticky situations than some of the other guys. Just Derek Carr being a veteran, he understands things a little bit more. Um, I got the Saints as a top ten defense. I think it's a I think it's a pretty slept on defense. I think, um, I think they can have a, a pretty damn good year down there in uh, New Orleans. Okay. Number nine, I have the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Um, adding Jalen Ramsey, adding Vic Fangio as your defensive coordinator. Um, I like what they have going on down there on defense. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Um. I think just how they have a lot of talent down there. They just have to, they just have to play as a cohesive unit, put the pieces together, and uh, I think it'll go. Well, I think it'll go a long way um, for them, and I, I think they can actually be a top ten defense um, this season. Okay, uh, number nine out of the Packers. Um. You know the nice the nice thing about playing in the NFC North is you really don't know what the fuck is going to go on. No idea. Yeah, you have no clue what's going to happen. The nice part about it is Kirk Cousins is turnover heavy. Sure is. Jordan Love is in his first year starting, so who knows? If I had to imagine, he's going to. Well, Jordan loves the quarterback of that team. Ha uh-huh. ha. Justin Fields. Um, Justin Fields is still developing as a passer. I think he's going to take steps forward, but. I think they're, you're still going to be able to bait him into um, into tough situations. Same thing with Jared Goff. I think you're going to be able to bait him into, into, into tough situations. And they have guys on that defense who are going to be able to make plays. Russell Douglas, Darnell Savage, and Jair Alexander. Um, Quay Walker, like you said, is going to continue to improve. Devondre Campbell is an cr- incredible linebacker. Yes. He's very, very good. Um uh, Preston Smith, Devontae Wyatt, and Kenny Clark um, are your are your your go getters on defense. And ha- having Lucas Van Ness, a guy who is such a physical specimen, you can kind of just let him like, just let him run, let him do his thing. Um, 
I think this defense is going to be a lot better than what I think this. I think the defense is what's going to be the best aspect of the team this coming this upcoming season. I think they know like, hey, if we don't like, if it starts with us, and I think I think they'll I think they'll come ready, they'll come prepared, and I think they'll come they'll come correct this season for sure. Okay. Uh, number eight, I have Cleveland Browns. Um, a lot to like on the defense. You and I were talking about it before the before the show started about the top ten corners in the NFL based on what uh, NFL execs said. Mm-hmm. Um, Denzel Ward is a great cornerback. Uh, having Zedaria Smith and Miles Garrett, a one two, the one-two punch they've really been missing for Miles Garrett uh, since he's came into the league at pass rush. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, he's going to have a bounce-back year after getting injured. Um, he is a guy who's all over the fucking field when he's out there. Mm-hmm. And they still have Grant Delpit, Juan Thornhill, and Greg Newsom the second. So... Um, definitely very, very good defense. Um, Cleveland could be something this year, um, but uh, the Browns always find a way to be the Browns. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, number eight for me, I have the Washington Commanders. Okay. Um, really like their front four. Linebacking group is kind of coming together. Um, the addition of Emmanuel Forbes, I think, was a great addition um, to add on to um, Kendall Fuller. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benjamin St. Just. Um, Cameron Curl and Derek Forrest back there at safety. Very good young safeties. Um, they're only just going to continue to take more and more steps. Sure. Um, I think the offense is going to be a little bit better than it has been in the past seasons. They might not. That offense might not put them in as many shitty situations. Probably still some shitty situations. Not as many. Um, and I think it's going to go a long way for, a, I think, already a top 10 defense. Okay. And I think that just adds to them. I think they're going to be a uh, a very good defense there. Okay. Number seven for me, Denver Broncos. Okay. Um, I like a lot of their secondary. Um, Patrick Sartan, he was uh, named the best corner in football. Um, I like Justin Simmons back there. Um, they have... They have a lot of good uh, youth middle of the defense. Um, they have uh, shoot, who'd they get from Dallas? Um, Gregory, Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory, um, and I think they have another decent pass rusher. Um, on the squad, I I very well could be um, mistaken about that, but I think they do have a very good defense. Um, Frank Clark. Frank Clark. Um, think they still have Kareem Jackson back there in the secondary as well. I um, I think that Brock's defense is definitely going to be a top ten defense, and um, Sean Payton is is going to get that team right, working on some of the minor details, and uh, that offense is not going to be as bad as it was last season. True. That defense was the only thing that kept them in games. That's very last true. season. Um, so I got them at number seven. They're going to be a top ten defense. Maybe could have been a little bit higher, but I got him at seven. Okay. Coming into number seven, I have the New York Jets. Wow. Okay. Um it's a very, very it's a very, very well coached defense. Um Sauce Gardner was ranked as the second best corner in the NFL. Um having Quinn Williams, who's one of the best defensive linemen in the league, um, Definitely helps as well. John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson, two young pass rushers. Will McDonald, their first-round pick, and Carl Lawson. 
Um, so the pass rushers, the pass rushers are very uh, are very good. Jordan Whitehead, Adrian Amos, DJ Reed, an older CJ Mosley, but a very intelligent CJ Mosley. Um, I like what they have going on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the expectations for them are just so high. I think they're going to crack a little bit under the, under the pressure, and I just I, I just think all the pressure that is on them, they're not going to be this hyper overpowered defense that I think a lot of people think they might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect I I, ex- I expect Sauce Gardner to come down a little bit. I I think people kind of figure a way around what he does best. And I think, I think they'll exploit him a little bit, not a lot. Um, so that has me putting the jets at seven. Okay. Number six of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Dan Quinn coach defense is a very good coach defense. Sure. Um, lot to like on there. Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, Stefan Gilmore, um and Travon Diggs. Those are really the guys that are going to lead this defense to where you got to go. Having Mozzie Smith, who is just, he is a freak of fucking nature too, um, definitely helps out a lot. Micah Parsons might be the best defensive player in the league. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of people who, I, I, there's not really a lot of players you could f- find to argue against that, you know? Um, just, just what he's able to do game in and game out, I, I, I think it's... It's crazy. Nick Bosa and TJ Watt are the only two I think you could really argue with him. Yeah, and 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 you know, those you know those are all guys who are very very good at their craft. I, Michael Parsons does. I I don't think I've seen one thing that Michael Parsons Michael Parsons doesn't do good on defense. You're right. He play plays damn good defense. Yeah, I mean I mean what fuck his rookie year he played linebacker and then switched to defensive end. Yeah, nutty. Yeah, and still was in contention for defensive player of the year. So. I have the Cowboys coming in at six. All right. Uh, number six for me is actually the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Um, they lost a lot of pieces on defense. Yes. Yeah. They also lost their defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They still retained a ton of talent, even after losing as much talent as they lost. They had an absolute stout defense last year. Yeah. They're still going to be very good, but there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off. Okay. New defensive scheme, a few new defensive players, talent all across the fucking board at every level of that defense there is talent but we'll see um we'll see what the drop off is i do expect a little bit of a drop off uh number five for me is the dallas cowboys okay like you said they have a ton of talent um giving trayvon Diggs somebody like uh stefan gilmore on the other side is very very um advantageous um that's good for the defense. Dan Quinn knows how to coach defense very well. Micah Parsons does it all. Super fucking talented. Um, Cowboys number five. Okay. Number five, I have the Denver Broncos. Okay. Um, you know, they're really led by Pat Sertan. Um, having Frank Clark there, who knows, maybe he'll, maybe he'll have a resurgence. Uh, Randy Gregory should should play better as well. He didn't play a whole lot last year, but he'll have, he'll, have, he'll have a pretty good year, I think. Having Justin Simmons, who's a really underrated safety as well, he's going to have a good year. Um, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton is a really underrated linebacking core. 
And they also got Drew Sanders from Arkansas, who was a who was a great pass rushing linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll use his skills really, really well. I'm not saying that he's the end all be all for why they are so high, but um, you know, it's a it's it's gonna be a, a very, very well coached defense. They played really good last year. I think they only improved. They didn't really lose a whole lot of pieces outside of just trading Bradley Chubb. Um who I think was more of a scheme player than he is actually as talented, but that's just my opinion. Um, I think the Broncos are going to have a pretty good year on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Okay. Coming into number four, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. I have never seen a bad Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yeah, dude, they're a good defense. Yeah, I've just, I've, I've just never seen it. Um, wherever, however, T.J. Watt plays, that's where the defense is gonna, that where, that's where the defense is going to go. I mean, when he was when he was out last year, they didn't look great. Mm-hmm. As soon as he came back, it was like the flip of a fucking switch. Yeah, it was like all the imposters fucking went home, and fucking the Steelers came came back to play to play football. So as long as he stays healthy, he's they're going to be really really good on the defensive side of the ball. Cam Hayward is a fucking animal. Uh, Alex Highsmith is really underrated as a pass rusher as well. Um, Cole Holcomb at linebacker. He's about as that's about as good as you're gonna get as far as that goes. Pat P, Demonte Casey, Levi Wallace, Minka Fitzpatrick, Joey Porter Jr. That's a pretty good secondary. Say what you want about Pat P. Older, washed up, sure retire, he sucks. Fuck him. Whatever. Um, I know you didn't say any of those things. <laughs> but um, the one thing that will the one thing that will never leave Patrick Peterson is his intelligence on the football field. Um, so that's that that's what's really going to help him out there. But bad defense and the Steelers are not synonymous. No, uh, I, that's why I got him at twelve. Out of respect, I mean, I don't I don't think they have the most talented defense, but like you said, Steelers defense. They're not synonymous. That's why they're at twelve for me. And you know, I think I think they're gonna run the I think they're gonna run the ball a lot this year. They improve the offensive line. They're gonna give um, Najee Harris more of an opportunity to run the ball. Um, so it's gonna that's gonna keep the defense off the field more, make them more rested, make them play better. There you go. Number four for me. I actually had the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Okay. They were. The number two defense in all of football after adding Roquan Smith last season. Mm. The only change on the defense, the only significant change is Marcus Peters is gone. Yeah, I don't think Calais Campbell being gone is that significant of a change. He was injured for a lot of the second half of the season anyway, so he wasn't even out there. That front four of Adafi Owe, Travis Jones, Justin Matabike, and uh, David Ajabo are going to be very good. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen in the middle of the field. Like you said, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams on the back end. It's the other two corner positions that you worry about, but I think the overall intelligence and talent around whoever it may be, whether it's Trayvon Morig, whether it's Pepe Williams, whether it's... Right now, I think it looks like it's about to be Rocky Sin and Pepe. Yeah, whether whether it's Rocky Sin, who knows? Like, like who knows what what those other two guys? Rocky Sin, um, I think does make his way into the starting lineup, whether he's um, the slot corner or um, the other outside corner. Um, but I think the overall intelligence and talent around those two guys makes up um, for their lack of um, time playing. Okay. Um, 
losing somebody like Chuck Clark on the defense, I think helps this defense actually get better. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. He was very smart, but the athletic ability wasn't there for him. Um, so now we have we have some other guys that we can put back there in maybe that hybrid role. Um, Geno Stone, very good, uh, very good at tracking the football, making plays on the football. I like what the Ravens have going on defense. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they were the number two defense after the trade deadline last season. Um, and the only significant change is Marcus Peters not being there. I think the Ravens defense will be just fucking fine. The same thing you say about the Steelers. There's not, you don't really Ravens football and sin, is not synonymous with bad defense. True. I mean, they've literally had the best defense in the entire NFL history. True. So I got the Ravens at number four. Okay. And I have the Jets at number three. Um, I think they're just going to keep building on what they had going on last year. Um, having a competent offense and quarterback. That was the whole reason that they shit the bed last year. Is they didn't have competent quarterback play. They're going to continue to build on that. That offense is not going to be as bad as it was. It's going to juice the Jets' defense up, and I think they're going to be a top-five defense. I got them at three. Okay. Uh, coming in at number three, um, a team that you have way down the list, I have the New England Patriots. Wow. Jesus. Um, so the New England Patriots were actually second in the NFL in turnovers and third in sacks. Two stat, two stats that you didn't have in front of you, so I can't, I can't give you too much shit over. Yeah, I can't but, pull them up. <laughs> but, but said they were more than as good in. Yeah, one of the corners about to do is about to do time in federal prison, <laughs> but replacing the Jonathan Jones, the, they have a Jonathan Jones, and they have a Jack Jones. Ah, there's too many fucking Joneses over there. Whichever one, whichever one is, whichever one is gonna is getting ready to go away. Um, replacing him with Christian, Christian Gonzalez. Um. Is still gonna do a, is still gonna benefit the team greatly, um, and having the evil super villain Bill Belichick still coaching is gonna he's he's gonna make sure that defense is ready week in and week out. Just not sold on that team, man. Just not sold on. I get it. Yeah, I mean, all, offensively, I'm not really I'm not really sold on them, but you know, the defense has been the way that it is for a while now. It like. During Brady, post Brady, the defense has always showed up to play. Okay. Um, so I, I, th- I think they're going to continue this season. I think they're going to be a top three defense. Coming in at number two, actually the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Um, the, Eagle- the Eagles have been the- have been a great defense for a while now. Yeah, they lost a lot, but I really don't see a whole. I really don't see a whole lot changing. Brandon Graham, Fletcher, Cla- uh, F- Fletcher Cox. <laughs> you just want to allow yourself to Clarks. say it. No, I almost said Fletcher Cox. I know, but you just wouldn't let yourself um, you wouldn't let yourself say Cox. Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett. Those that's a great four guys that you can roll out there just to go just go get the quarterback. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. Last time they played in college, last time they played together, it was the best defense college I've ever seen. There were some other pieces involved in that, but yeah. Very true. But they but the two of them were very, very instrumental in that. Yeah. Um the defensive the the linebacker position leaves some pieces to be desired, but James Bradbury, Terrell Edmonds, um, they have Reed Blankenship starting at safety right now. Don't know don't know if it'd be him or Sidney Brown, and Darius Slay plus Avante Maddox and Greedy Williams 
and Keely Ringo. Yeah. Very deep in the secondary. Um, I think the pass rush is going to continue to allow them to be the um be one of the better defenses in the NFL. I made it this far. Might as well keep going. Number one, I have the San Francisco 49ers. So I know you'll do two and one. Fair enough. Um, look, they got better. Yeah. They got Javon fucking Hargrave. From that team. From that team that I just mentioned. Um, yeah, they lost their DC. Uh, or they lost... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost... Um, tits. Tamika Ryans. Um... Drake Jackson, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. Woof. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, probably the second best uh, linebacker duo in the NFL. Um, if not, depending on who you talk to, it could be the first. Javarius uh, Trever- Ward, Toa Longa, Toa L- Hafunga. All right, can't pronounce his fucking first name. Fucking Hafunga. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson and Demandre Lenore. Very good secondary as well. Doesn't even matter who you have back in the secondary because that uh, that that front four is going to be killer. Plus with Javon Kinlaw and Claylin Farrell, two guys who are also top ten picks. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of talent on that defensive line. The 40, yeah, it's ridiculous. 49ers are going to be are going to be really really good this year on defense. Yeah. Um. So just to say it, um, I have the 49ers at number one as well. I figured. Um. Number two, I have the Cleveland Browns. That's who I thought was missing from your list. Okay, interesting. You are exactly correct. Um, dude, that pass rush of Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith is going to be lethal. Um, I think that's a duo that nobody really wants to see. Um, like you said, on the back end, they got some talent. They're going to reap the benefits of that front four. Um, and I think the Cleveland Browns are actually going to have a uh, a pretty solid defense this year. Um you know they they pri- they tried bringing in Jadavian Clowney to be the running mate with Miles Garrett. That seemed to be fucking useless. Mm-hmm. Um, dude just never showed up and, and actually played football. So adding somebody in like Zadarius Smith, who is still productive, offensive lines aren't going to know what to do with that. Yeah. So I got the Cleveland Browns at two. I think we agreed on three or four of them. We did a lot more than what, than what we thought. Yeah, I think our top, I think our bottom seven was all the same, just in different order. Yeah, it was just kind of like. Boo! Yeah, mixed matched. And just a different order. I right, was moving on to uh, baseball. Last night, the home run derby took place. Yeah, uh, champion is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, Should have won it two years ago. Should have, but finally ended up finally ended up winning it uh, this year. Oddly enough, the three most home run totals in the home run derby history have never won. Interesting. Julio Rodriguez. Vladdy and one other person. I just I just forget the third one. Hmm. I saw it. It's been it's all came in the last three years. Never won. Wow. Yeah. Uh Julio Rodriguez now owns the home run derby record for the most home runs in one round with forty one. That's yeah, he was he popped off. Yeah. Uh Adley Rutschman is also the first player in Derby history to hit home runs from the left and right side. Should have started on the right side. He would have made it out of the first round. Motherfucker went seven for eight from the right. Yeah. He was cranking them. Went fucking ballistic. But um, I will say this. One thing that I hope the MLB does change is instead of going with a head-to-head matchup, maybe just doing the best four. Isn't that what they used to do? 
I think it's always been head to head. Hmm. I I used I thought it used to be just the top four. I wish they would go back to the top four. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that like someone like Adley Rutschman got bounced in the first round after hitting twenty seven. He has the third. He has the third most home runs in the first round of the Derby. He lost to someone like Luis Robert, who hit twenty eight. Granted, he stopped at twenty eight because Adley Rutschman hit first, but. Then Luis Robert got to the second round and put up a fucking stinker. Yeah. He got smoked. Right. And then it was like, well, Adley Rutschman's out for no damn reason. Right. You just, you just bounced him just to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but that home run derby was a lot of fun to watch. The Adley Rutschman versus um, Luis Robert uh, matchup was a very good matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best of the night. Um, so... It was a lot of fun. All-Star game tonight. Um, we will see who gets home field advantage in the World Series. Garrett Cole is on the bump for the AL and Zach Gallen on the yeah. bump for the Garrett Cole from the Yankees, Zach Gallen from uh, Arizona Yep, uh, are your starters tonight. Um, now, one thing that I did say that I didn't get the opportunity to talk about too much last week was a few guys that I think the Orioles could be so, – so, Michael Elias came out and said that the Orioles are going to be buyers. Yep. Come, um, come deadline time. So um, that's that's it's really really encouraging as an Orioles fan. We've been sellers majority of the time. Um, now actually being buyers, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's exciting. It is exciting. Definitely, definitely very very exciting. I think the team knows that we are close, um, and with a few more pieces, we could be not only because I I think I think we're a playoff contender. I think that's been lock and key for a while. Yeah. Now we'll start finding our way into being world serious, world series contenders um, for this upcoming season. So I have a few guys that I have listed listed right now that I think could help us. Um, one thing I also do want to bring up as well: the Orioles are going to be adding DL Hall and Grayson Rodriguez when the roster goes to forty. Mm-hmm. Because they're both in the forty man roster. Another player that is set to make his return around August is. John Means. Yeah. So, I mean, the Orioles have some, you know, reinforcements coming as far as the pitching goes. Um, I think the three of those guys, I think Grayson you can throw into the starting lineup because I think he's had experience all season with it. Um, and I think I think he'd be fine, a little bit more fine after being in AAA. D.L. Hall, I think, is going to be a career bullpen guy, unfortunately. And I think John Means, if you put him in the bullpen for spot situations, I think that would benefit the team greatly. Sure. I agree. So, with that said, um, I do have a, I did, I have four names listed that I think the Orioles could possibly trade for, um, with possible, um, what possible moves are going to look like as well. Okay. So the first one that I'm going to go with, this one seems like the most realistic thing that I think we can achieve. It's trading, is trading with the uh, Colorado Rockies for Daniel Bard. Okay. So. He's 38. He'd be a one-year rental for sure because he's a free agent heading into the next year. But on the season, Daniel Bard has pitched 30, point, 30 and two-thirds innings. He's 3-1 and one with a 1.7 ERA. Damn. Okay. 26 Ks, 24 walks. Um. So it's a it's about a one-to-one ratio as far as walks and, walks and strikeouts. But the guy doesn't allow runs. Now is he is he their setup pitcher? 
Uh, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what he is. He only has one save on the season, so he might be he might be a setup guy. If that is the case, we could throw him in in front of Cano. Uh, so we have a solid seven, eight, and nine coming out of the bullpen, kind of like what we did when the last time that we went to the playoffs. Yeah, with Andrew Miller, Darren O'Day, and Zach Britton. Um, and uh, if you go to if you check out if you check out baseballtradevalues.com you can actually do a lot of these mock trades yourself to see exactly what they're going to end up looking like mm-hmm. um if you trade a guy so so value wise they go off of what you're making now compared to what your production should start coming out to be um the Orioles could realistically get him for giving up somebody like Judd Fabian who's number 15 in their top 30 wow so 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 giving up a guy like Judd Fabian, of course you're trading for a guy who's 30, 38, 39. Could be retiring soon. Right. You're trading away a player who's 22. But if he went to Colorado, he'd already be a top 10 prospect for them. Damn. So that's a team that they're they're a team that really needs the help as far as prospects goes. That was a way that I did determine who would be good to trade with and who wouldn't. Um Colorado comes in they come in the top fifteen. I think they're fourteenth. They're the fourteenth best farm system. Okay. In all of baseball, so adding a guy like Judd Babian would only improve their farm system. A team that has struggled for a while. Mm-hmm. So that is one move that I think we can do. Um, this next one's a little bit more unrealistic. I think the names are realistic, but the move itself isn't so realistic. Uh, Jack Flaherty and uh, Jordan Montgomery. Okay. From uh, from St. Louis, both starting guys. Arizona, or geez, I almost said it again. Um, St. Louis is just not having a good year. Yeah, they're, by, they're down. Yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. So, both guys, free agents, heading into this upcoming season. Um, Jack Flaherty is a little bit, a little bit easier to get, in my opinion. I think Jordan Montgomery is going to command a little bit more. But for shits and giggles, I put the two of them together. So, adding two starting pitchers into the into the rotation for the Orioles. Um, Dylan Beavers, hold on, I gotta get my names right here. Fuck. Dylan Beavers, Hudson Haskins, Cade Povich, and Jorge Mateo. Okay, gets that gets that deal done. Hudson Haskins, Hudson Haskins is number thirteen. Cade Povich is eleven, and Dylan Beavers is ten. Okay. So you're giving up. So you're giving up three guys who are outside of your top ten prospects right now. Of course, it's hard for the Orioles to make deals because Colton Cowser and, and Jordan Westberg are currently up. Are currently up. Jackson Holiday, Heston Kirch, Dad, and I think Grayson Rodriguez are all going to be untouchable. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and Grayson Rodriguez isn't even listed as a prospect right now, just because he's more, just because he's graduated. Yeah, he's he's played enough. So that was a little bit more unrealistic. Those are both two starting pitchers who have really, really good stuff. Um, I'd be really, really excited to see us get one of the two of them, not necessarily both of them. And then the last one that I do have in mind that I've been I've been seeing this for a little while now, Eduardo Rodriguez from Detroit. Okay. Detroit has a bottom five farm team or farm farm system. They need prospects so, so bad. Okay. That's a team that's not playing very well. The only saving grace for them is, and the only reason why I don't think they'd make they may not make a move, is because the AL Central is bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad. The AL Central is really, really bad. Um so possibly thinking that they could still have an opportunity to contend for the AL Central title could mean that we don't 
that they don't trade for anybody. But um, a possible trade for Eduardo Rodriguez would be Jorge Mateo and Connor Norby. Okay. So adding another shortstop into their lineup could add could give them a little bit more production. Connor Norby would end up being a top. Connor Norby is our number six prospect right now. He'd end up being in their like their top three. Um, good lord. So it could be it could be a lot to give up if you are the Orioles, but second base and outfielder Connor Norby. We've drafted nothing but outfielders so far in the draft. I have to check. I don't know who else we took today. Um, and the infield is pretty solidified now at this point, I think, as well. Yeah, I mean, Reno and I were talking a little bit earlier um, about some some potential moves that the Orioles could do. Um, he's in agreement with me. He wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Mountcastle's on the move. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I think Ryan O'Hearn is the first guy that gets moved before him. Um, in order to move Ryan Mountcastle, I think you would, it, it would really have to depend on who's available, right? I, I just think he um I think Ryan Mountcastle will be worth more in a trade uh, because he's younger um he is very talented but Ryan O'Hearn is producing right now right um which is why he's valuable to us but that might not be valuable to other teams because right. he's a little bit older so so who knows so I think Ryan Mountcastle holds a little bit more weight in a trade so I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Mountcastle's on the move um personally wouldn't be surprised if someone like uh, Ramon Urias is on the move as well. Um, we can solidify Gunnar Henderson at third, um, knowing that Jackson Holiday is going to be on the way up um, at some point next season. He'll start next season, starting in AAA. Um, and I think Jackson Holiday, legitimately, I think Jackson Holiday will make a, his move up to the majors at some point next season. Jackson Holiday may not even play in Norfolk. He's already bumped up to double A. Um so he's out of single A ball. He's right. he's just flying through the farm system. Um This 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 is the step where you really see what you're made of. Yeah. Double A double A is the guys who are trying to fight and scrap to get there. Like they're yeah. doing everything they it's double double A outside of MLB might be the like double A is incredibly, incredibly competitive baseball. Yeah. Cause all these guys know like if I don't if I don't make it, I ain't going further. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, th- yeah. This 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 may be it for me. Triple A is just guys who are there. They're close. They're going to be there eventually, moving back and forth, similar to what the Orioles do all all the time. Yeah. Um. So I think I think you could see someone like uh, Jackson Holiday playing shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles at some point next season. Um. I think a guy like Heston Kerstead, he's going to make his way up next season at some point. Um. In the outfield. So honestly. Wouldn't be surprised. This one may make some Orioles fans mad. Wouldn't be surprised if Cedric Mullins is part of a trade. And see, I, I, I had a feeling that you were going to say that he's he's not playing consistent enough. I don't, I don't think, like, if you trade Cedric Mullins, I don't think you get the return that you're anticipating. That's but, fair. But I, but I, I, I will say this also: if you trade Cedric Mullins, you almost there. I, I don't think there's a lot of moves the Orioles could do to trade Cedric Mullins and improve. Aaron Hicks is playing very, very good baseball. Not going to deny that. Yeah, I think I think he is shattering expectations right now. I'm not even looking at him because he's probably not going to be on the team next season. Yeah, he, he's 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 gonna, he's going to be a one year thing. Um, but I, I think I think um, you can justify Urias. Maybe not this year. I think more so next year is probably a more realistic timeline for Ramon Urias being dealt. Um. 
just because I don't think you want to deal him too quick. Because I think I I I think they're done with Jorge Mateo. They could be done. I think the only the only saving grace, and uh, Reno and I were talking about this too, is his speed and his defensive ability is the only thing keeping him on the team right now. Because we knew like the hitting wasn't really there for him. He got he got a hot bat early in the season. He was playing well, AL MVP contention. Like I mean, granted, we were like fucking twenty five games in, um, but now the bat's cooled off again. He's still just defense and speed. So he's a guy that heavens forbid, you know, something happens bottom or you know top nine, you can pinch run him. And you put him in at shortstop. And, and, you know, you're getting good defense out of him in the bottom of the ninth. He's got speed, so he's on the bases. Or, I mean, worst case scenario, you put him in as a pinch hitter in the ninth inning. Um, he gets the last out. You're like, hey, we're just playing for extras here. Let's get to let's get to the top of the 10, and he starts on second base. That's, I mean, I mean, I think, I think all that does sound good, but I think that's worst case scenario for Jorge Mateo. Right. I th- I think his bat has been so cold. I think, and 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 that's gonna make it tough for the Orioles to move him. Yeah, which is why I don't think they end up moving him. I think they're just like, hey, you know what? We're just gonna keep the speed. Um, you know, he he provides some value. Um, Jorge Jorge Mateo alone will not command anything. You would have to pair him with the prospect. True. Norby, Joey Ortiz, Kobe Mayo, um, Samuel uh Samuel Basalo. Dia Hall, one of the one of those guys you would have to pair you would have to pair him with Jorge in order in order to move him. Yeah, but um, I think with Westberg being up, I think he's going to be up here to stay. There's uh, there's ways to get around the infield. I'm sure we could start Gunner at third and Westberg at second um, with like. Uh, Joey Ortiz at second, maybe Connor Norby, who knows. Um The thing is with Joey Ortiz and Norby, they're not on the forty man, so I don't think you see him this year. There's ways around it. Um Frazier's hasn't been half bad for us. No, and and, and I th- I think I think that only furthers the case as to why Jorge won't be on the team because all of those guys, including including Arias, who who his bat has been hasn't been great, but it's been more consistent than Jorge. All of those guys can play second and short. Yeah, I mean, dude, heavens forbid, just put Mateo over at second. It's kind of hard to fuck it up over there, right? And <clears throat> and and I his his bat has been so inconsistent, and I think the I think with the rate that the Orioles get walks. I hate to say it, but it almost kind of makes his speed obsolete because we get we get we get players on base all the time, and you know we're not getting you know we're not we're not hitting bombs, we're not hitting a lot of doubles, not a lot of extra base hits, but you walk two guys in the inning, and a single scores a run. Yeah, well, and it's kind of why, and I know, and, and you know, if it's a deep single and it's Jorge who gets a walk, which I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Maybe get, probably not. You guys just stole three straight outside sliders and he'll swing three times. Yeah. Um. You know, if Jorge's on first, then you know it makes a little bit more sense. If it's a deep single, you know, he has a possibility to score from first. So that, so that, that does help a, a little bit. But you know, good speed and defense only really gets you so far. No, I you I one hundred percent agree. Like I said, I'm not saying the bat is there for him, but what he provides speed wise and defensively is invaluable to what some of the other guys can provide. But Cedric Mullins, I think I, I genuinely think he's a guy that you could see on the move. 
Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe, maybe not in the middle of the season, just because I don't think because this free agent class is going to be pretty weak in, in comparative years. If there was, if there was like big time names available, look, I'll say it right now, the Orioles are not getting Shohei Otani. Okay, no. so so don't even think about it. We're not getting him. Okay, he would bankrupt the city of Baltimore. He would. Like we're 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 not getting him. So 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 don't even don't even think about it. Um. Like if if there was a realistic chance that we could get somebody who should not like has no business being on, on the trade on the trade block, kind of like how many Machado was like he like he had no business being traded, but he, we knew he wasn't coming back, so we just had to. Sure. Um. You know, un, unless unless there's somebody like that who's gonna who's gonna become available, I just I just I I don't see Cedric Mullins being dealt in the middle of the season. Maybe an off-season type of thing where you could figure out who's going to be your long-term center fielder. Because right now, I don't think Aaron Hicks, Aaron Hicks can play every day, but who are we going to put in center field on his off days? Colton Kowser. Oh, I guess that, I guess that makes sense. I just don't I just don't see Cedric Mullins being traded in the middle of the season. Austin Hayes could play center. I could see Austin Hayes being traded before we trade. Um, well, with him being an all-star, his value has never been higher. Right. Never will be. Same thing. Same thing with uh, Jorge Lopez. Yeah, we traded we traded him to Minnesota, and he hasn't done shit since. Yeah, not saying Austin Hayes has been a consistent player for the Orioles for years now, but um, does he still lead the AL in batting average? No, I think he's he does. Third. Uh, he's behind Yandy Diaz and Bob Shep. Gotcha. Gotcha. He he was in first maybe like a week or two. Gotcha. Yeah, those are just a few guys that I could see the Orioles trading. Honestly speaking, I think Mountcastle. Urias, um, I believe Mateo as well, but I think they might try to keep him just for the speed, like just a plug and play guy. Maybe not an everyday shortstop. Um, and honestly speaking, I, I do I do see a realm in where Cedric Mullins is on the on the move to get a star guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only question is is who is who's that who's that star going to be? Yeah, I mean that that definitely that's definitely the question. You pair him up with. You know, you pair him up in Connor Norby and DL Hall or something like that. You're going to get a pretty good return. You know right. what I mean? Like you right, pair Cedric Mullins up with some other guys, and you're going to get a good return. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole the whole thing it comes down to is okay. Like, like things you have to consider is okay. How is this team's farm system? Okay, they're shit. Okay, well let's see why. Okay, well Atlanta has the worst farm team in baseball. They're the best roster in the league, and they're, and they're the best fucking team in baseball. So they're not going to be making any moves to. I mean, they may be buyers in some way, shape, or form, but like not not major players. But they're definitely not going to be sellers. Sure, right? Then you look at a team like Kansas City, who has a bad farm system and they're playing bad. Well, they have nobody to trade, right? Or they have nobody. To, they like they have nobody to get rid of, or that they're willing to get rid of. Yeah, because they ain't trading Bobby Witt. No, there ain't no way they're going to trade. Pay, um, not that we need him, uh, Salvador Perez. Sure. You know, so I mean, I mean, there's there's so many factors that that come into it, like the farm system. How competitive is your team? How competitive is your division? Do you have a fucking Do you have a fighting chance? Like, I think Aaron Nola could be on the move if the Phillies were worse. I think Blake Snell could be on the move if the Padres were worse. If he didn't, if he didn't get hurt, I think Logan Woodruff would have gotten would have gotten moved, but he just dislocated his, his shoulder. Yeah, can't can't really trade for him. So I mean I mean there's there's so many factors that go into it with with MLB. Now one thing is you can trade for players that are on the injured injured list. Yankees did it last year. They traded away um 
Ryan Montgomery for Harrison Bader, and Harrison Bader was on the edge of the list. Yeah. So I mean, I mean that is one thing that you can do. You like you do know the risk that you're getting yourself into, but I mean with the reinforcements coming with pitching, depending on how comfortable you feel with John Means, depending on how comfortable you feel with Grayson Rodriguez starting again, um, I think. I mean, I think Eduardo Rodriguez. I think that's about as that's about as big of a swing. I think the Orioles are going to take. Yeah, it's not going to be as big as what we want. No, and 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 tr- and truth be told, we don't really need it to be a, a really big swing because the starting pitching is doing really well. Once you like Colombe, um, or I don't even know how to pronounce his fucking last name, Colombe. I think it's Colombe. Okay, we'll we'll rock with that. Um. Yanir Cano and Felix Bautista. If you add like another guy into the bullpen, I think you're going to be in good shape, and that could be John Means. You may like throw John Means in there. He's a guy. Who, I mean, he's a guy who's going to be able to give you four, five, six innings when he's finally fully back. But if you need him to give you an inning or two at a time, yeah, that's 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 money. Yeah, money work. There you go. Go ahead and throw thirty-five pitches. Yeah, go th- go throw thirty-five pitches. Get us get us to the fifth and the sixth. Let's go to the seventh. Add an, add another guy like to, like like um, Daniel Bard. Mm-hmm. If you add him, seven, Cano eight, Batista nine. You're in good shape. Yeah, because when it comes postseason time, you only need your starter to give you four innings. Yeah, it's really all you're asking. Four or five innings out of your starter. There you go. You're in good shape. You go to the bullpen. Yep. You get go, some, you get some go fresh arms in there. Shut it down. Yep. Shut it down. Fresh bullpen. You know, fresh arms, different looks, different pitchers. Batters can't get into a groove. Typically, two or three times in the lineup, then batters start getting getting a groove down. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You get a new arm in there. It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us here on a Tuesday. Thank you all for stopping in. Uh, not a ton of content, but you know some some lengthy ones there. So hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. Y'all stay safe. Have a good week. Make good choices. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you Friday. See ya.